Well, good morning, Grace Church. Great to see everybody here today, and uh, so glad you're here. And uh, why don't we just stand for a, a moment and uh, look at somebody close to you, give them a fist bump, and tell them I'm glad to see you. Thank the Lord. It's great to see all of you here today. Thank the Lord. And I'm glad Jesus is here today, aren't you? Let's give the Lord some praise today, shall we? Thank the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank the Lord. Thank you for standing with me for a moment. You may be seated. And uh, is Brother Lewis Duncan here today? I saw his daddy a few minutes ago. Lewis, don't see him. Oh, there he comes. You were hidden among the stuff like Saul in the Old Testament. How you doing, bud? You know why you're up here? No, I'm catching you. You're completely off guard. You remember receiving the Holy Ghost at the kids' crusade that Thursday night? That's why you're up here, buddy. Because I have a nice certificate for you. But you can check this out. It has on here. When you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost on Thursday night. How about that? Congratulations, dude. Happy for you, bud. Let's give him some more appreciation. That's awesome. He ran the aisles over that. So hopefully there's a new precedent being set here. Thank the Lord. Amen. Uh, welcome, everybody. So glad you're here. And uh, we want to open our service today with uh, something that I believe is uh, just amazing and beautiful. Uh, today we're going to be dedicating uh, Nathan and Courtney Henson's baby, Avery, to the Lord. And if they'll just come set up right up here at the front, that would be awesome. This is a great day for Nathan and Courtney. We're so happy for them and so very proud for them today. Thank the Lord. Wonderful family. And uh, we're dedicating today Avery Allen Henson to the Lord. And this is such a precious time, not only for them, but also for Jesus. I believe God loves uh, this baby more than we can imagine, more than even his parents love him. We're all familiar with the story of Abraham and the call of God on his life and the covenant God made with him. Abraham is called the father of the faithful because he was the one through which the nation of Israel would be born. There was a problem early on, though. Abraham's wife, Sarah, could not conceive a child. And would the promise come through Ishmael, Abraham's other son with Hagar, God said no. The covenant would be fulfilled through Sarah. In Genesis 17, the Bible said, God said unto Abraham, Is for Sarai thy wife? Thou shalt not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name be, and I will bless her and give thee a son also of her. Yea, I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, Shall a child be born unto him that is a hundred years old, and shall Sarah that is ninety years old bear? God fulfilled his promise and gave them a son. In Genesis 21, Sarah said, God has made me laugh, and all who hear will laugh with me. She also said, Who would have said to Abraham, that Sarah would nurse children, for I have borne him a son in his old age. God literally gave Isaac to Abraham and Sarah. There was no way they could ever have children. She was barren. In addition to that, they were just simply too old. It wasn't medically possible. So when Sarah birthed Isaac, she literally began to laugh with joy and caused everyone around her to laugh with her. And she makes a statement that sums it all up. Who would have ever said that Sarah would one day nurse a child? There was no way it was going to happen. There was no way it was going to happen. But it did. God gave them a child. I want to say this this morning. I believe that is how they viewed Isaac. This was God's child given to them for a time and for a purpose, given to them to keep 
to train up, to teach, to love, and to prepare. Fast forward now about 10 years or so. God speaks one of the hardest words you'll ever read in the entire Bible. In Genesis 22, God spoke to Abraham and he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. Most of us remember the story. Abraham takes Isaac with him on a 60-mile hike to Mount Moriah. They climb the mountain together. They build an altar of sacrifice. When they get there, he asks Isaac to gather the wood and the fire, and Isaac asks the question. We have the wood. We have the fire. Where is the sacrifice? Abraham simply replies, God will provide it. Then Abraham places his boy that God gave him on the altar, binds him, and prepares to slay him, to sacrifice him. And the angel of the Lord stops him, as we know, and they find a ram caught up in the bushes to offer instead. We all know what was happening here. God wasn't ever going to allow Isaac to be sacrificed. This wasn't about a crazy, fanatical father who didn't love his son. I believe that Abraham had faith that God would provide a sacrifice. This is what was happening. God simply wanted to know if Abraham would give back the boy that God had given to him years earlier. Our children are a precious gift from God. It is a miracle of God that any of us have children this morning. You know what this story was really about. It's about being dedicated to God. Total dedication not holding anything back, total dedication. And I believe this could have been the first true baby dedication service in the history of the Bible because here a baby was truly dedicated. The word dedicated in the original Hebrew means to keep and to prepare. God was saying to Abraham, I want you to keep this boy and I want you to prepare him to be a partaker of this covenant of promise. God went on to tell Abraham that he was going to provide a way for the covenant to be fulfilled through his only son, Isaac, and that God would provide the plan, God would provide the means, and that God would provide the way. Abraham simply had to dedicate his son and his son's life to God. Abraham went on to, went on to offer the ram as a sacrifice to God, but listen to what Abraham called this place. It's really awesome to me. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh, as it is to this day, which means Lord the Provider, or Lord our Provider. I'm going to ask Nathan and Courtney to come and stand behind me, if they would, with their beautiful little boy, Avery. When I think of this story now, it is so powerful. Our children are precious gifts from God. The Bible says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and all that dwells therein. Our children really do belong to the Lord. God gave them and he can take them. Yet when we bring our children back to God for dedication, God sees that good intention of our heart and says, no, I want you to keep him. I want you to prepare him. And one day soon, I will provide him with my spirit and everything else that he will ever need to accomplish my will in his life. To reflect just a little bit on Jason's sermon last Sunday, I'd like to say to Nathan and Courtney this morning, had Abraham refused to give Isaac back to God, he would have forfeited all of God's promises and all of God's plans for Isaac. Isaac would have lived and died in obscurity, a nomad, a nobody. Had Abraham refused to give God or give Isaac back to God, Israel would have never become a nation. There wouldn't be Christianity today. Nathan and Courtney, what you are doing today with your baby is you are simply giving him back to God. I'm going to ask the congregation to stand behind me if you would. I believe in your saying this. Y'all are making a very powerful statement to the Lord. This is what you're saying. Lord, we dedicate Avery to you today. Will you allow us 
to keep him and prepare him for your purpose and your kingdom. So Nathan and Courtney, I charge you this day to keep your baby, your baby that God gave you. You keep him. You prepare him. You teach him and lead him by your example as loving and godly parents from this day forward. Nathan and Courtney, do you both accept this charge this morning? Absolutely. I also charge this church family, our teachers, our leaders, every saint of God, to treat Avery as one of God's own and to do your part in leading this baby closer to God. And by one loud amen, will you accept this charge, Grace Church? Thank you so very much. As Jason is presenting to them their Bible, blanket and certificate, let's all pray together, shall we? That God would keep his hand on Avery, keep his hand on this beautiful, beautiful family. Protect them, God. I pray a blood covering over them. I pray, God, today in Jesus' name that you would guide their footsteps, that you would guide their heart, their motives, their intentions. You know their heart. And I pray, God, that you would bless them with health, with strength, that you would prosper them. And I pray, God, that you'd give them the wisdom and knowledge, and I believe they already have it, to raise this beautiful baby boy and the things of God, the ways of God, to teach him scripture, to teach him the word of God, that you would guide them, that they would be great parents, that you would, God, fill Avery with the baptism of the Holy Ghost when he's of age, when he's repented of his sins and have been baptized in the beautiful name of Jesus. And we've come today, Nathan and Courtney's come today, God, to give this baby that you've blessed them with, they're giving him back to you. Bless them for that. Keep them for that. And guide their steps. And we ask it in the beautiful, wonderful, wonderful name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. Let's give the Lord some appreciation this morning, shall we? Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. You may be seated this morning. I'd like to thank you for being here today. It's so good to see you. I enjoy, I, you know, I have about a 40-minute drive into church. And I do appreciate and look forward to seeing all of you and being unified with the body of Christ. Every time I come here, there's always this sense of potential and opportunity. Potential to worship God and to, to lift Him up and praise Him and to see His work in your life. So I'm so glad you're here. There's only a couple of things that I, I need to announce to you this morning. We have on, uh, on this upcoming Tuesday at 10 a.m. our prayer here in the auditorium. And on uh, next Sunday on the 20th, we will have Brother Greg Albritton preach for us. I'm so excited to have that. So God bless you. I think Sister Courtney has something she'd like to say. Okay. So um, uh, becoming a mother has given me an even deeper appreciation of the importance of a relationship with God at a young age. So um, I'm kind of excited to do the junior quiz presentation on the heels of a baby dedication. Uh, so Joseph, if you would come up. Um, our junior quizzer, Joseph Watley, uh, he went to Slidell yesterday for the February State Practice Tournament. And it was a beautiful day, and it was a great day of fellowship and quizzing. Uh, after overcoming some obstacles early in the day and quizzing some really good competition, Joseph and his teammate, Delilah, placed first overall. <laughs> Joseph was also highest scorer in three games, second highest scorer in two, and he was on the all-tournament team. And as exciting as all of that is, Joseph also accomplished something that he's never done before, and that is to get two contests granted. So a contest is whenever a quizzer uh, might disagree with a ruling or think that the quiz master made an error or a mistake. And then the quizzer then has to proceed down to a very intimidating table of judges and plead their case as to why they think that the ruling should be overturned or that the question should be thrown out. This is a skill set 
It takes time to develop as a quizzer. You are trying to communicate your point to a table of adults. And Joseph got two of those contests granted. Very difficult to do and hardly ever happens. So that's a big deal. <laughs> Great job, Joseph. Keep up the good work. Thank you all. And let's stand as we move into our praise and worship set.
is here. You know, one day we're going to experience heaven. One day we'll see him on the throne. And his presence will be our experience. His presence will be what heaven is all about. But we have that opportunity today in this place, right now, to experience his presence. To experience heaven on earth. If we would just open up our hearts and lift our hands just to receive his presence in this place right now. Just to receive heaven on earth right now. Whatever it is that you're facing, whatever it is that you're going through, if you would just open up your heart and just say, I want to experience your presence, Jesus. I want to experience heaven on earth today. God will move in your life and he will change the things that you're dealing with. He will change your world. Hallelujah. If we would just lift him up today, we would just praise him for his presence that we feel in this place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. like you, Lord, in all the earth, matchless love and beauty, endless worth, nothing in this world can satisfy, Jesus, you're the
stay right where you are. Everybody stay right where you are. I don't, I don't feel quite enough momentum to do what I'm about to do. But I'm going to step out on faith because I believe it's here. There's a, there's a moving of, of the Lord's presence here today. I, I don't want to be obvious here right now, but God wants to do a work for some people here today. Uh, I feel it here, and I feel it here in a bad way. I believe that God is a way maker. I believe He's a way maker. I've got a sermon ready to preach, but I believe God's preaching one right now, telling somebody that He can work it out, whatever's going on in your life. He can, he can work it out. Yes, He can. He's a provider. He's a giver. He can perform miracles. He can do in your life what no one else can do. Our young people are spattered across the front of this building, seeking God, pouring their heart out to the Lord right now. And I don't feel like we need to break that momentum. But they've created an atmosphere here today that says faith, that says hope, that says I can do this, that says I can worship no matter what. I can receive from God no matter what. No matter what's going on in my family, no matter what's going on with my mom and dad, it doesn't matter. God is a way maker, and he wants to do something amazing for somebody here today. If you need something from the Lord, I'm going to ask everybody to come around the front, but if you need something from the Lord today, I want you to come with an open heart, an open mind, an open spirit. They're going to sing that again. They're going to sing that again. And I want you to open your heart. Ministry team are working around the building. We're going to see God do something amazing right now. In Jesus' name.
Stop. 